What has been your favorite date? Oh. Wait! Don't say it out loud.、Oh. Don't say it out loud. Oh, this is the quiz. Okay. Oh wait, some kid. Yeah. We weren't just asking because we were okay, like. Okay, I was like, this is <laughs> curious. We're not. We're not that intrusive. <laughs> this is a little weird, but okay. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron, and I'm your other host, Hamish. And today we are joined by Call It from Samkit Shah. Our episode. Call It from Samkit Shah. Yeah.、Not、wait, what did I do? Did I say Call It? Call It. Oh fuck's sake. Uh, call out, call out, call out! Nomination from Samkit Shah. This has started well.、Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what episode it was. We are joined by Hitanshi. Yeah, got that right.、Yes. Good, awesome. How are you doing? And、um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, guys. I'm doing well. My name is Hitanshi, and I am currently a doctor in India. I was born in India, and when I was two, I moved to Toronto, and then after that. When I turned five, I moved to North Carolina, which is a state in America, one of the less popular ones.、Um, <laughs> and then after sixth grade, we moved back to India, and I've been studying here ever since. Just finished medicine. Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Whereabouts in India are you right now? I'm in Gujarat, in Ahmedabad. Whereabouts from India are you guys from? Well, my mom, my mom's from Gujarat via via Uganda. Um, my dad's from Chennai. Nice. And mine's are both from Gujarat. Good, good. We have a good Gujarat population on the podcast. Yeah. So Sam Kate was the one nominated you. Along those travels, so you've been quite a few years Toronto, then North Carolina, then India. Like, at what what stage did you guys meet? We met. So all of this was moving around was childhood, and then、um, second year of college. Actually, we I went on a cruise. And so we're we're both part of the same like spiritual organization group, and they organized a cruise in Greece, and I went, and I still remember that there the kids were just hanging out, and there's just this annoying boy who's like throwing starbursts at me. I've never talked to this person. I have no <laughs> idea who he is, and he's just sitting across the room throwing candy at me. And I guess throughout the cruise we got to know each other, and nothing really happened then. Uh, cut to a year and a half later, we met in India when there was an event, and he was here for a longer time. He was here for like a month, month and a half, and I think during that time we got to know each other, and we were like, okay, let's let's actually try this whole long distance game <laughs> to see how it works out. If throwing starbursts at someone is a new way of being sweet to someone, I think it is. I I don't know what it was. <laughs> to this day, I question new, it. New chirps technique. Yeah, I'm have to try it. <laughs> the, um, so wait for that that year and a half then in between、mm-hmm. from the cruise to Samkit going to India. Did you guys not like speak? So when things ended on the cruise, they ended in a very complicated way because we were like we've known each other for a week. Like let's be honest, it, it's not smart to start anything. But then I think we just kept in touch through like Instagram or maybe like one phone call. We just lost touch,、mm-hmm. but we were still just connected through social media. Yeah. What did you think of a cruise? Because I've been on one, and I'm like, when you say a cruise, like how long? Is、uh, like、cruise? it was a proper seven day cruise, like throughout Greece. It can be longer as well. Cruises, like it doesn't depends where you're going, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the cruise, but yeah, when I when I was I was quite youngish at the time, I guess. But I don't know. It was cool stopping off at different places and then going to visit like that city or town or whatever.、Yeah. But when I like holiday, I just like going to like the pool and all that. And the pool on the on the cruise is like really cold, and I was、yeah. like, Ugh, it's not I, nice. I don't think cruises are the best way to see a city. Or a country, because、yeah. it's very just—it's one day you move to one place, and then even if you like it, you can't stay, and you're at the excursion for a very limited amount of time. But I think the advantage was we went with a group of like thousand people,、um, oh, and well,、okay. so there were at least like forty to fifty kids. So even when we weren't on the excursions, we were on the cruise. All of us like playing cards, hanging out, going to the、uh, casino. So I guess when there's a large group, there's constantly something going on. Is a cruise ship like shaky a lot, or is it just like is it very stable? Because I assume you went out like quite far into yeah, it, it's it's a little shaky, but I think you get used to it. Your body adapts to it, and then eventually you start ignoring it. I do remember one night being like quite scared. One night it was pretty shaky. I found it. I only say this because the one time I went on a boat was in San Francisco, and we went. It was just literally across the coast. It was like an hour thing. Yeah, and basically, as they took us out through into the actual ocean bit. 
it started shaking so much and I started getting feeling motion sick and I was like to back so oh, yeah no. at the end of it yeah, bro I was feeling motion sick at the during that so I just went quiet and I was just trying to breathe yeah like fuck my life yeah like the cruise ship would be like multiple sizes bigger than that yeah. okay because it'll have like bedrooms like hundreds of bedrooms and okay. I, I think the cruise was still scary like if we after sunset if we were ever to go on the deck and you just look out into the ocean and it's, it's pitch black and you just see waves and all of us are just like any one of us fell. like we wouldn't nobody would survive no one would know that a body's been chucked over yeah. it's scary because it's that deep and vast and yeah don't watch titanic if you ever before you go on yeah for sure not for sure. Choice. <laughs> and then what was the so was the whole cruise a part like was everyone on the cruise a part of this what do you say spiritual yeah, group yeah not everybody one third of the cruise was okay right it was a lot of just family friends people we've known since we, we were like little because we've i've been in this thing since like 2005 so i knew a lot of the people there but my parents weren't there so <laughs> okay can you talk about it like what what is yeah okay so what is it's, it? it's called um dada Baguan, and it's it's not really religion it focuses more on spirituality and just, I think, going through life with a much, I, it, it teaches values to help life be a little more easier because they're like, life is going to be tough, but if you change your outlook on it, then that is going to impact the way it affects you Yeah, in a very simple way. I think one of one, one very simple thing they have is fault is of the sufferer, for example. That's, that's one value that they have. Which means if you're in a situation and you see yourself suffering or, you know, you're in pain, you need to know that that's your own fault in some way or the other. You are, you get to pick how you feel in every situation, you know? So is that like to stop you from like blaming someone else? Yeah, it helps you. It helps you see the person in front of you not at fault. And the easier it is to see that, the easier accepting whatever comes your way becomes. Okay. And what, what, like, how old are you when you like... I was actually very young. I was, what, it was 2004 or five, so we were seven, eight. Yeah. So how did you get into, like, that stuff, like, at such... I think like, when, when we're at a little... When we were younger, the teachings were a lot easier. They would just... They, they would be simple. They would mm. just be like, let's just start being positive. Let's start that out. Like, wake up and name, like, five things that you're grateful for or four ways that you can be positive in this situation. Or we just tell kids that, you know, at least wake up. And when you wake up, just start off the day by saying you don't want to hurt anybody. It's not your intention to hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of just pushing out like positivity and just positive vibes throughout the day. And, you know, somehow those vibrations will affect you. Yeah, no, I get that. I feel like we've had a few people on recently where it's just they've like chosen to spoke about like spirituality and mm -hmm. yeah, kind of learned a lot more than I. I didn't really know much about spirituality. I just thought it was kind of religion and yeah. kind of something similar. Yeah, I think with religion, I don't really... I don't really associate myself with that much because I don't believe in the whole, there's a statue and like you'll pray to it or, and then on the other end with spirituality, it says if there is a statue or if there's something else that you, it's easier for you to give positive vibes to then keep that. Cause at the end of the day, when people go to like a Monday or a church at, at the end of the day, they're not going to be saying bad things there. They're still going there, you know, praying for something positive positive. Basically, I think you're, are you trying to say is that it's a different means to the same end? Yeah, so, it is. Also. It is. Cool. I don't know if you want to go into the game now. From a relationship with God or spirituality oh <laughs> to long distance relationship. How did you maintain the long distance relationship <laughs> over this much time? Wait, when you say second year of college, like, is that like, whose uni years are we talking my, about? Like, my uni like, years. So med school was five, five and a half years. Um, so, but Sammy and I are the same age. So it was second year for bo both of us. And then we got together after his uni ended. And that was during my third year. I feel like we've all just talked about long distance. Everyone seems to be in a long distance relationship. Or I don't know if that's like, the pandemic. because of COVID. Yeah. yeah it might this, seem like, this was, I don't know. This was pre-pandemic. Yeah. You, you got there in the first. Yeah. Also, how the hell did Samkit get over to India? Oh, during, during the this pandemic. Yeah, we've met more during the pandemic than we have before. Pre-pandemic, we met like once in 10 months. And then right now we've already met twice this year. Do you know, I rate it going to another country for the chirps during a pandemic. But like, <laughs> it's like I would do, but I'm still like, it's a bit dodgy, you know. Yeah, is it, is it, has it been like hard to maintain or is it? When we started dating, we kind of knew that I, I was very straightforward with the point of if this is not going to be anything, I don't want to put the efforts in. 
because I've seen you for a month. I don't know when I'm seeing you next. I'm not going to put in like mm-hmm. long hours if this is just a fling. So we both had to, you know, make our priorities very clear. And with that, I think more than communication, we realized it's actions following communication that actually matters. Like we could talk and talk about, oh, I need you to put more effort in. I need you to do this or that. But then when there's no result, it, it's a bit dead. Yeah. And then even like pre-pandemic, were you able to like see each other? We didn't see each other the first 10 months of our relationship. Oh, really? Because okay. flying c- cross country is very difficult when you're living with your parents. So we had to end, we had to tell our parents. They had to agree with the fact that we wanted to fly <laughs> across the world. And What are like the parents like when it's like a long-distance relationship? Are they like concerned about like the money you'd be spending on like travel or is it more like I don't think that concerned them the money the money wasn't a lot of it I think most of it was they were like are you sure like do you want to do mm-hmm. this because I think my, my parents are very traditional in the sense that if you like someone you're gonna end up marrying them so telling them yeah. and then telling them that uh well, we don't know about marriage yet like let's slow it down let's slow it down that part was a bit tough but yeah. we still decided it was worth the risk if we got to see each other at the end of it no that's cool that's nice yeah and you got a good story from like the cruise and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. worth it. I got the clout. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> good story to tell on the podcast. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a, a little game actually suggested by you on like a, a little like Mr. and Mrs. Because as Hamish said, Sam gets actually in India at the moment. Surprise. So they're both together at the moment. Sup, boys? <laughs> How's it going? Well, I, was, uh, I was waiting until the next time I got an invite back on this. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to just essentially, I think the best way to do it is just ask one of you the questions now. So like, say like Samkit answered, well, Samkit's answered the flipping call three times. <laughs> you <mentioned that. laughs> I answered it three times. I got bored now. I started thinking more answers. Like, Wait, what? Fair. So which one do we take? That's not fair. No, basically, he's made it easier for her because she, now she has multiple yeah, choices. Yeah, before this episode started, we asked both Hitanchi and Sam Kit the questions, what, what they preferred from these certain questions, and they've already answered it for us. Sam Kit got a bit carried away and he's given it basically multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit easier <laughs> one side than the other. Uh, so we're going to take it in turns, ask the questions and see who gets more of the questions right for the other. Okay. So I'm going to ask one of Sam Kit's questions now to Hitanchi to start with. And this has been, what has been Sam Kit's favorite date? Only one I didn't know. Oh, really? You didn't the rest? <laughs> um, oh my God. Remember, I've given three answers. Try and get Yeah, there's three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crap. But do these include dates that we had before we started dating? Use your intuition. I have none right now. <laughs> um, I don't know if we should allow this conferring, you know. Is it... Crap. I'm so lost. Was it... Is one of them the one on the terrace? Nah. Bro, I don't know what he's counting as dates then. Should we allow multiple goes? Three chances to get it, maybe. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. You could, do t- you could do two chances, otherwise we're going to be here for two oh, hours. Is it, is it the India versus England cricket match? Is that oh. one of them? Nah, that wasn't this stuff. Oh my God, now it has to be Justin. <laughs> Wait, did you have... T- I can't tell if you've had two guesses. I've had, I've had two guesses. I said the terrace <laughs> okay. and then the cricket match. Let Sam Kit say what it is. Um, I, I think the first one was The Fern and Fantastic Beasts. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the second one was Shot Go Karting, was it? But and that was it. also with a group of people? No, nah, we just went. Oh, the one that we had like two days ago. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Come <laughs> um, on, the third wheel we left for this. <laughs> what was the third? Oh, I said the way back from Warwick. But what I'm gonna die I don't even know what that meant. I was like, what do you mean way back from yeah, Warwick? That's- the important part is she does. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Samkit, what is uh, Tanshi's favourite date? I reckon she's probably written Sushi Samba, London. And what is it? Sushi Samba and Sky Gardens. And Sky Garden. You know what? You you both know these, right? Sushi Samba's on top of the Heron Tower. and I've never... I wouldn't have gone to a sushi. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. And um, Sky Garden, also up high. The, yeah, that's that day was mad windy, <laughs> and both of those things are like outdoor, up top yeah, kind of things. Yeah, yeah. They closed both for that day. Wait, so what did you do if it was closed? Uh, uh, you know, you know that like iconic <laughs> orange tree outside of Sushi Samba. 
Okay, yeah. We tried to get the best angle from the indoors. <laughs> just take a <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, the second question is, if you're going to be third wheel, well, if Sam Kit was going to be third wheeled on a date, who would he choose to have? I think, okay, I, I have three, three options. Three okay, here. I think I would pick Herschel, uh, Neeraj, or Tharani? Yeah, that, that is one of the Okay, answers. oh my God. Sam Kit, what are the other two? The other two, I don't remember. I think one of them was Philip Wallen. Yeah, who's thing. that? Oh, he's basically, he's the ex-CEO of Citibank, and now Dude. he's turned into an animal activist. I think it'll be joking. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was David Attenborough. What a guy. I thought we met people in our lives. Yeah, I thought, Yeah, that's you what know what, I thought that first too. And then I was like, you know what, we could be a bit more creative with this. <laughs> Make it insane. <laughs> so he started, he started with, um, I assume, to be your friend, uh-huh. Tarini. Tarini. And then he just went on the foundation. Yeah. So you got a point there. You got a point there. Tarini Panini is quite a cool name, you know. Yeah, it's got like um, a nice, nice ring to it. Yeah, she started a business. Is that, the, is that the actual name, or is that a pink? Nah, nah, that's just. She started a business. Her handle. Yeah, yeah. So I think give her a shout you, out. you should like if I shout it out. Yeah, yeah. So um, Hedan, she's going to do it. We'll do it later. Oh, we'll do it. Oh, after. later. Oh, it's later. Okay, okay. Shout, cool. Shout, yeah. Soon, segment soon comes. Soon oh, comes. Oh, okay. is like she's going to date. I was like, oh, there's a segment for it. Okay, Samkit, if uh same question to you basically, yeah. but on Hitanchi's side. I reckon she probably said Vinita. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, I swear we weren't sitting so together. I would not game. want to lose on record. There is another name. There's another name. If you slip if you slip the third wheel like a tenor to our bank account, I'm sure we can adjust the scores. You know. Wait, there's another name. <laughs> there's another name. Oh, you're trying to get bonus points. Yeah, yeah. I mean we might as well, right? I'm going to say Rohan. No, that's my nine-month nephew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, Hitanchi, what is it? Neeraj. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's my brother. That's so cute. The third one is, who is Sam Kitt's celebrity crush? Dude. Okay, Bro, so in great. the past, it was Katrina Kef. So I don't know if she's one of them. Uh, he also yeah, finds. I'll let, you, I'll let you have a couple bonus points by going for more. So that is one of the. Okay. Answers. Um. Can I can I ask a side question? Are they all female? <laughs> oh. Um. I I don't I don't want to assume genders. It's twenty. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, safe, safe. <laughs> they identify as female. The third real estate's PC. <laughs> is Ritik Roshan one of them? Yeah. Okay, so he has. Okay. Um. I think I'm just go with that one guess. Katrina Kaff is obsessed. Yeah. Do you want to show your other? Yeah, two? yeah. Who are the other two? Oh, one's Nicole Scherzinger. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> the other one's Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> the disappointment on Tom Hardy. <laughs> I, I didn't think she would get the third. Oh. Unless he's just been bragging about Tom Hardy. He's fully just messed one, around this whole game. <laughs> yeah, I've answered it so sincerely. It's Margaret. Cool. Yeah. Same. Same question. I think, I think it's Zayn Malik. Or Hrithik Groshan. It's one of those two. You get one answer. I think it's Hrithik Groshan then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam gets on a roll. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Next question is, <laughs> how many children do you want? And you have three different answers. Dude, I, I don't <laughs> want to know what he's answered. Um, Four? No, you can have two more guesses. Are they all like impossible <laughs> numbers that no woman can push no, out? No, 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 no. No, I'd nah. say two of them are reasonable. As a clue, yeah. it's all things we've discussed. Yeah, cricket team. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah that's one point. A cricket team. Um, there's another one if you want to go for another point. For people that don't know what that means, that's ten oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> eleven ten A cricket yeah. team. Cricket team is actually eleven people, but I don't know how they got ten. Ah, one of us will play, and then one of us will manage. Sam Kitt's opening batsman. So he met cricket team though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. What's the correct answer? <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got two points. Okay. What was the third answer? Sam Kit. Sometimes zero. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sam Kit, same question. Well, the correct answer is two. And she what she used to want a boy then a girl. Nobody's asking all of and, that. Oh really? I actually gave the details. I wrote everything. He's written, yeah, he's yeah. written this down in his answer. Don't worry, you get he's you, written exactly what you gave bonus points. Sam, oh. Don't worry. 
Uh, so she used to want a boy than a girl, but recently she's been more warm to the idea of a girl than a boy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, get get a point for that. No. Yeah, what's my second? I, I had two see. answers for that. You did two. Did you actually? Mm. Is it also sometimes zero? Yeah, <laughs> zero and two. <laughs> I'm getting no. Let's so let's well. have him answer the questions first, because yeah. I think I'm All saying right, the on, answers in some let's of mine. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Uh, the next question, Aaron. Okay, Samkit, what is Hitanshi's favorite Bollywood film? Favorite Bollywood film? Mm-hmm. K3G. I mean, it's, it's not even difficult. Like, <laughs> Hitanshi, confirm. Yeah, 100%. Correct, correct. For him. He's written three movies. <laughs> no, no, we, we haven't. No, no, these, no, no. These we have different questions. Yeah, I didn't know you had that question. Oh. I don't know if you fully understood the concept. Because I've seen the answer. both of them. Like, just. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> who is the favorite football player of all time and if you don't follow football say a music artist so he's chosen to do both so you have an advantage but there's only he's even though he's submitted it three times he's written the same thing three times so you have <laughs> yeah. one footballer and one musician to guess <laughs> okay so for music i would say the weekend okay yeah. um, sam kit okay yeah, points for that oh my god <laughs> so I'm just going to clarify this on the record. I'm probably going to be attacked, but it's soccer. It's football. Oh, oh my God. No, Get her no, off no, the no, podcast no. now. Get her off the podcast <laughs> now. Oh my word. Man. I might have to beat that out. I, I don't do, you, do you agree with me on it? American football should be called hand egg. Like yeah. football <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd back that. I was, it was wrong for me, to, wrong audience. Um, <laughs> I don't, oh, soccer player. Okay, so I, I know like four. So I'm going to go with my favorite, uh, Obama Yang. But that's probably Obama Yang. Favorite, Obama Yang. I'm very new. I'm very new to Obama the Obama Blood Clot Yang. Obama Blood Clot. Yeah. I don't know. Why is the real answer? Wait, what are the other, what are the other three players, you know? Lacazette. Ganduzi. <laughs> okay. okay. Wait, who's the guy that passes? Ozil. No, assist. Yeah, yeah, Ozil, Ozil. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so Ozil, I know Ozil. only Arsenal okay. players because we love Arsenal. She's, uh, she's well-trained. She's well-trained. <laughs> so actually, because the long distance, the first birthday gift that he got me was an Arsenal t-shirt with my name on it. <laughs> and she bought me oh, yeah, I bought that, him yeah. AirPods. And then I got a t-shirt. <laughs> I know. Arsenal's shirts are expensive these days, you know. Facts. Facts. Basically, same as an AirPod. Yeah, he's not wrong. Like one single AirPod, he's not both. Wrong. And then when the AirPods <laughs> came to me, they got delivered to my office. I had to pay the taxes. <laughs> so to be honest, it evened out. Yeah. Uh, Sam Kip, what, what, who is your favorite football player of all time? Uh, Ronaldinho. I think oh, you would have struggled with that. Oh, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Sam Kip, what is Hitanshi's favorite song slash album? Oh, um, is it Hollywood? Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Oh, that's a sick song. Oh my god, it's the album. Yeah, I I, I, re- I really like Posty. And the best, her favorite song from the album okay. is "A Thousand Bad I Times." D- I didn't. <laughs> that. He just always wants those extra points. <laughs> that was the final question for Sam Kit, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Sam Kit does well in pop quizzes, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And okay, now the fi- the final question for you of what Sam Kit would have wrote is: What is his guilty pleasure? He's written three answers, completely distinct from each other. One of them's the same as uh, Hamish's. Ooh. Respect. All three are top quality. Guilty pleasures. He's not guilty of any of them. He, he's so facts. proud of everything he does. You know what? You know what? I was actually so close to writing that, but then I thought you guys would be like, oh, you have to write an answer. No, no, no. We would have let us slide. Because if she guessed that as well, that's the embarrassment. The average person, I would say he yeah. likes very depressing Bollywood songs. The more depressing, the more he'll like it. And he'll fully go into, like, emotion. He probably hasn't written this. She's right, but I haven't written uh-huh. that, yeah. All right. What does that mean? I'm right, but you haven't written that. You're right, though. I, I, I want to hear some more guesses. Is there any... Yeah, okay. you, you have two more guesses. I'll give okay. you a 0.5 okay. for that. Because that's Sam Kitts. Um, right there. I don't know if this is, this is guilty, but watching Dude Perfect on YouTube. <laughs> Dude Perfect. Trick shots? <laughs> Trick shots? Wow, that's not guilty at all. And the third guess that you like? Man... I actually forgot my middle one. I remember the first and the last one. Your middle one's a bit. I'm a bit. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know any of these. I don't know. Oh no! I remember. I remember. I remember. Sam Kitt, do you wanna 
tell us? You help me. You want to give me a hint? One of them we did together. You wouldn't get to your wildest dreams? I'm proud of my skincare. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? I think I'm just... We're close to it, skincare. What, like makeup? Close to it. Closer. You like getting makeup put on you? Nah. I don't know, then. What is it? I like watching James Charles makeup videos. Oh, James. That's not guilty. (laughs) That is something you should be proud of. Nah, for me, it's a bit guilty. And what were the other two? Uh, One was Taylor Swift. Hamish, I reckon that's the one that we, we share. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure. I don't give a fuck. Everyone gives me shit for I it. I'm I, like, you know, this this is what music. I mean. I don't feel guilty about it either. No, I'm proud of it. Uh, and the other one was MacBooks, actually. I don't get this. I, what do you mean MacBooks are a guilty pleasure? I thought I, I thought you may not get it. I'm one of those guys that like doesn't really like Apple. I think that they're stunting technological growth and all that. But hey, that's that's besides the point. But MacBooks are just a different league to any other laptop. Like I think MacBooks I agree. I agree. Work. I agree. Um, so I, I love them. MacBooks are a guilty person. <laughs> this is so weird, guys. This is not fair. But yeah, the final scores. The final scores are. So, um, Aaron, how many points have you recorded for? I'm not going to lie. For, I've, I've not been recording points. <laughs> <I'm> just, <Okay. laughs> but, but I could tell you Sabkit didn't get one wrong. <laughs> so, <What>? Yeah. <laughs> well, Adachi got set 5.5. Yeah. So that's nearly one a question. There we go. Sam K actually would have got seven. Wait, not, bad, not bad, not bad, not well bad. Well no? Okay. Well played, She's mad competitive. Such a cheater. She's mad competitive. Yeah, we're probably going to fight about this after the podcast. Uh, yeah, fully. <laughs> um, but listen, I think that ends my segment. I'm going to I'm gonna give it back to you now. But boys, this has been great. Yeah, Cheers pleasure, pleasure. Mm-hmm. Back on. Good seeing you. Hope you get back safe. Don't spend time in quarantine on top. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, boys. All right, see you then. Have a good one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> any that's a first on the podcast. Any, any of those answers you just disagree with? They are like no. David Attenborough, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So at the beginning, you like moving on a bit. You mentioned like traveling around quite a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, you you see, you were born in Toronto. No, no, no. I was born in Ahmedabad, but then when we, I was like a year, year and a half, okay. that's when we moved. So I don't remember okay, much cool. of India as a baby. Do you remember much of Canada? Or you I do. Like, Canada, I remember. Too? Canada and America, I remember very well. I think uh, Canada, you're right. It's very, very cold. Uh, we would have, I think the weirdest part was the sun. During the summer, the sun wouldn't set till like 930. And then in the winters, it would set by like 233. So it was yeah, very okay. weird living in um, partial darkness, partial like sunlight. And then also I think Canada was very new for my parents as well because it's the first time they moved out of a country and we didn't have any family there. So hmm. I think it was, it, was, it was very new. It was very big. I just remember life starting from Canada. I don't yeah. remember anything before <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, and then no, that makes sense. Moving to America. I think America and Canada, I, I couldn't really differentiate as a kid because you know, it's the same schedule. You go to school, you come home, you play with friends. Yeah. It was very, very different. It was very, I think my biggest cultural shock was probably when I moved to India in like year six, sixth grade, as we call it. Yeah. Because kids in America aren't told, I think girls in particular aren't told to behave in a certain way. As little girls, we haven't been told like, oh, don't go talk to this person. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't sit like this. All of that as a child, I never experienced. But I think once I came to India and, you know, started becoming a teenager and living in this country, I think a lot of times my mom did have to tell me, oh, don't don't go too close to this person or sit this way, sit that way. So, and there's, there's definitely a different in mindset. Like America, for example, if I were to wear shorts and walk out, this is like 2008. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm like, I'm saying India has progressed since then. Back in 2008, if I was in America and I were to go out wearing shorts, nobody would bat an eye. Everybody mm-hmm. would still be doing their own thing. But here, if I you know, went out wearing shorts as even a seventh grader, an eighth grader, I'd have people turning heads, staring at me or just you're, you're constantly looked at the person who's the odd one out, doesn't fit in. I think that was that was very, very different. Also, the accent. I don't really I can't like. It's, it doesn't sound like an American accent. It doesn't really sound like much of an Indian accent either. It's like... I think it, it, that happens when a child is living in 
two different countries at once because even yeah. when we did live in India, I would be here throughout the school year. And then as soon as we hit like summer holidays, we'd go back for three months. And then it's, it's okay. just a mix of two accents. And recently for the past two years, I've been hearing a little bit of your accent. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's got, it, that's made its way in as well. I start saying brav, saws. Oh, it's calm. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find all that like moving around when you were younger? I learned to develop a sense of adaptability because of it. I was able to, it's like when they, what they say, when in Rome, act like the Romans. So that part of me, I think, was able to develop. When I'm back in America, I could go back to being my normal self or just act like how I am in America versus when I'm in India, I might have to be a little more reserved or I might have to, when I, when I talk to someone in English, I have to realize that I have to speak a little slower, change my accent up a little bit just so they can understand. And even, even uh, just use English a little less because over here, people assume that just because you know English, you are superior to them. And I would never want someone that I'm talking to to feel that way. So I would mix in a little more Gujarati, a little more Hindi. So they think that, you know, we're all on the same level. We're communicating the same way. And do you still keep in touch with like friends from like America? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've still kept in touch with most of them. Uh, school friends, not as much, but I think like community friends or a lot of the Indian friends that we would see at like Diwali's, Navratri's, those kind of friends um, I've definitely kept in touch with. Yeah, awesome. I was going to also ask, how does the education differ in USA versus India? Because I guess you went to both. Man, so. I was dumb when I came to India. I didn't know anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> in America, we just... Just to give you an idea, we just started learning what fractions were. I just knew that there's something called like two by three or one by two. One by two is half. As soon as I came to India, they were multiplying and dividing fractions. And this was, how old were you again? Uh, 11, so sixth grade. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember when I learned fractions. I don't yeah. I assume I it was is... younger than that though, yeah. And I also had to learn Hindi and Gujarati as a subject over here. So did you learn that when you were in America? Like no, no, no. I didn't know anything at all. So as soon as I came here, my classmate, my teachers had to put me on a preschool level so they could teach me like uh, Gujarati and Hindi letters and how to form sentences. And then because by year 10, we have boards here and boards are monitored by the country. So they give you your exam paper, basically. So I had to be at a 10th grade level by the time I was in 10th grade in both languages. So I think that that was also a bit tough. Wait, so did you go to like an international school? I did, I did. I did go to an international school. I think also um, the concept of uniforms, very foreign to me. Okay, right. Yeah, because in America, they don't really have... No, and everybody goes to public school there. And then over here, they're like, oh, private school. Oh, uniforms. I'm like, what? Yeah. I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but what what exactly do you mean when you say international school? So in India, there's boards. Your board is basically like your... I think there's divisions. There's the state board which is the Gujarat board exams. And then there's the international board, which is, they're just names of boards. They're different types of like education systems you could put your child through. There's state, there's central, and there's international. So I was an international for the first few years that I was here. And then I moved to the central, which is all throughout India. They have the same curriculum. The state board, the curriculum changes through the state. So yeah, that's how the boards here work. Do you you miss America? I do. Like North Carolina? I do, I do. It's always been home to me. It always will be home to me. I, I just fit in a lot better. I guess really, do you that's think? why. Why why do you think that? Like Um I think first of all, it's when we moved to India, it was just me and mom who moved and my older brother and my dad stayed back because they couldn't really move then. Everything else was fine. It was just they couldn't move. Um yeah. so I always associate North Carolina as the four of us living together and mm, just yeah. it like a home, you know? Yeah. And do you think do you think you'd ever go back? Oh, 100%. I just, uh, I'm giving an exam to practice my residency over there. I chose to stay back in India because med school is a lot shorter and cheaper in India than it is in America. Yeah. What was that exam about? So the exam is called the USMLE, the US Medical okay. Licensing Exam. And it's got three exams, actually. The third one you can give after you go into residency or your master's. The first two you have to give to apply for residency. So I'm, I'm taking a gap year now and I will give the exams or the steps as they call them to be able to practice as a licensed physician in America. 
and to get into into a residency over there. Right. Yeah. And so here as well, you've got being a girl in India versus USA. I know you mentioned it briefly, like kind of you touched on it, like if you wore yeah. shorts in America, they wouldn't like, yeah, yeah look twice. But in India, it's a bit more, I'm guessing it's a lot more serious than that. It is, it is. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I think even even at the hospital when I'm there, and this, I think, female space, even in America, but if I am standing next to a coworker who is also a doctor, and this is in no disrespect to, you know, nurses, physiotherapists, like we're, we're all a team at the hospital. Mm-hmm. But to simply identify as a nurse because of my gender or to assume that I am not competent as a doctor because of my gender, I think I, I, I see that a lot more over here than I would over there. Yeah, I think that is a thing. Like growing up, I probably, if somebody said a nurse. You picture a girl. You imagine you think, okay, it wasn't even that I thought like doctors were better than nurses. It was just like, I was, I think I used to think that when you work in a hospital, you called the man a doctor and you called the woman a nurse. Like yeah. that was just yeah. how it was. Yeah. I think I learned of that quite early due to an incident that, because when I was waiting there, essentially I, I learned that basically from what I remember and even the pre- previous times I've been, they always all wear the same thing anyways. So they're all wearing scrubs. like blue. Yeah, just gear. scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Basic and basically, that's when I realized that oh, anyone can be a nurse and anyone can be a doctor. So, um, the only way you can't be wrong is if you say everyone's a doctor and then they'll correct you if they're a nurse or something. Yeah. Because honestly, like especially when I was that young, I was like I couldn't tell the difference, like who's a nurse and who's a doctor here. Yeah. So, so I mean, I I understand the difference, but and and the confusion, but I think in our hospital because it's a government hospital, there's a set of uniforms. Like the nurses have a set uniform. The doctors, for example, here, I would wear like a kurti or like uh, basically formal wear for India. It's like an Indian top and then like tights at the bottom or whatever. So they see that there is a difference in uniform. So we, we've made that part clear, but I think it's just they see a girl and automatically it's, oh, you're a nurse. Go do this for me. Go do that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that kind of labeling or putting them into a box and then leaving it that mentally instead of being open to the idea that I guess it's a bit more equal than that. But this is, I think, not focusing on just the negative side. I think because India and America have this difference in the way they treat girls, anything I do here is probably going to be more impactful. Because if I am in the hospital as a doctor and like a little girl comes up to me, like I could go up to her parents and be like, look, if you let her study over here, it's still a big deal. I'd be like, because it's a government hospital. So we get like, people of the lower socioeconomic class who come as patients. So if they have daughters, I'll be like, you know, let her study. She could be a doctor like me. Like she gets, she gets to do this. She gets to, so they tend to listen because they've actually seen it now. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like a role model kind of yeah. thing to look to. And as well, we've had, um, being, I know you're like pretty young, but like being someone who's not white and growing up in America, we've had, we had Zara on a little while ago a bit more west to North Carolina, like she's in Texas and Arkansas. Okay. So I know she was saying like racism there, particularly bad in like Southern America is, yeah, quite bad there. And like some of the things that she's like experienced. I don't know, can you remember much of that or is it? I don't think I remember racism because I was like fifth grade. I don't even think kids knew what the difference was, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think I remember racism that way. But what I do remember is casteism because that's very prevalent in India. Can you like just yeah explain that a bit? Like what? So exactly uh, in the past, like this is before the Britishers came to India, um, the people here were divided into castes. So there were the Kshatriyas, the Brahmins, uh, the Vaishnavas, and the Shudras. I think that's the name. So they they all have a group of people who are doing different, different things. Like Kshatriyas, for example, were meant to rule. They go to war. They were those. The Brahmins were the ones who were like religious and they they taught, they're, they're, they educated. The Vaishnavas are the, uh, yeah, Vaishnavas or the Vanyas. Are, they were, their main role was to do business and trade and all of that. And then the Shudras or the lower class is what they were called. And they were called the untouchables. Because of their caste, they did work like they would uh, clean and they would work at people's houses. And it was just a lower, like more laborious jobs. So 
that still continued regardless of the Britishers here or not. And I would see it in terms of some parents wouldn't want their kids hanging out with people from the lower caste. Just they, they it's just don't associate yourself with them. It's okay. Like, why do you need to? You can be friends. That's fine. But then why do you have to go over to her house? Or why do you have to have a sleepover with her? Or just, it's, it's small, small things. Like our parents are trying to move past it, but they still see, I think it's very deeply rooted in them to have some sort of, you know, opinion about the different castes or even the different religions, like the Hindu, Muslim, because there they would be like riots in India between these two religions. So are these castes like associated with different areas in India? Not areas. Uh, one town could have all four castes. Right. But they okay. would just be doing different, different things. So how, how would you get like assigned a caste? You were born into a caste. I don't know okay. who started the assigning, but yeah. I think you're just born into it. It's like a race. You were just born into it. Right, right. Yeah. And you couldn't like move up no, or down? No, or you them. couldn't. No, I think that's for females, it was considered, um, I think that's the only way you moved up or down is by marriage. If you married into like a Kshatriya family, then you are now considered a Kshatriya. Your children will be considered a Kshatriya. If you married into a lower family, just for the females, not for the men. And that's still like, that's still around today. It's still around in the sense that um, most parents will be like, only marry a Patel. Yeah, like it's in the back of their head or something. It is, it is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it's not intentional. Or like they'll say like certain ways of like, for example, because I'm like, Veg like half the week, if not most of the week. So they'll be like, oh, you're a Brahmin or so on. And I'm just like, honestly, I couldn't care. Like, I don't know how to explain that, but like, it's like, it's not like they intentionally try to do it. It's just like, it's in the back of the head. They're like, oh, it is. It they're, is. they're like usually people that, yeah. that don't eat like, you know, chicken and so on. So like, yeah, you're basically, they'll just say, oh, that he's the Brahmin. And then these two are the normal ones. Yeah. Like, like they'll, they'll <laughs> ask you your last name and then just automatically that's the next thing that comes into their heads. And that's something I've only seen in India is where people ask your last name and be like, oh, you're a this or, oh, you're a that. Okay. So I was going to ask, like, how do they know you belong to a particular caste? Last names. These last names. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or if they know your family in some way. Mm. Yeah, I think you can usually just tell by the last name because they're, if it's a popular last name, you would just know. Yeah. Moving on a bit then, um, unless Hamish, did you have anything else or did you have anything else you want to touch on that stuff? No. Yeah, you've mentioned like when we were talking about like working in India and you doing your doing your exam to be like a licensed in mm -hmm. the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your career. Would you like to talk a bit about that? So I am a doctor. I just became a doctor last year, and the curriculum in India is that you have four point five years of med school, and then you have a year of internship. So during your internship, they will rotate you between departments like surgery, gyne gynecology, anesthesia, et cetera, et cetera. So I started my internship on the 1st of March, 2020. And 20 days later, okay. <laughs> everything changed. Uh, India went into a lockdown and it, it, was, it was scary. It was like the walking dead. Like you'd go out, nobody's on the roads. There would be police checkpoints every, every like, I think 500 meters maybe to ask why you're outside. And I would say I'm a doctor. So it's like a strict lockdown, like completely literally. strict. Okay. Everything was close. Like we couldn't find food at like the grocery stores and stuff. Hmm. Um, but we'd still have to go to work. And it was very new because normally if we had a confusion, we'd ask our professor and they'd be like, oh, do this, 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 you're good. This time we're all just like, we have no idea what to do. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah. I, I can't even imagine what it must have been. And then I think June came along and they decided that interns, we're going to need interns for COVID duty as well. So they, they sent us to a hotel for like 15 days where we'd have 10 days of work and then five days of quarantine because we couldn't be working at COVID wards and then coming home. And I remember on my first day, I was terrified. I was drenched in my own sweat because of the PPE. Like it's plastic and you're sweating and it's the middle of summer in India and you have masks on. And I went up to one of my professors uh, who were, who was also in one of the wards. And I was like, how, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I just, everybody around me is dying. Like everybody's just dying. Like, what do we do? And he's like, I don't know. I've never seen this in my career. He's like, this is something you're never going to see again. Um, 
Yeah, I, it's, it's it's like <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like it's where you you're just kind of thrown into the deep end, especially being someone. Yeah, I think so. Just and started. it was scary for us because we would have to come home to our like parents, and there was no vaccine. There was no way we could avoid it. Like I remember my one of my best friends. She obviously would like hide and come and see me somehow, but her mom would be like, don't, don't go hanging out with Hitanshi right now. She works at the hospital. Like right. don't, so they would try to isolate you. Like everyone, nobody wants to go to the doctors and we're constantly with the patients and yeah, it's, it's a bit scary. Did you ever contract COVID by a thing? Or no, 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 but it was, it was very easy to get scares. Like I would work with one of my professors, like on a normal round, like not even in COVID, like a normal work day, I'd work with a, a professor or a coworker. Two days later, I get a text saying, oh shit, that person tested positive. Mm. So I'm like, oh my God, like I have to stay away from my parents now for another week. So I've had so many rounds of just quarantining myself from that. Have you been isolated since? I mean, not isolated, uh, vaccinated since? I have, I have. We've gotten both doses as soon okay. as the vaccines came out. So we were lucky enough to get that. Oh, awesome. But I, I don't think people understood how dangerous this virus actually was because, I mean, they'd still be going out. They still wouldn't wear their masks. Yeah. Basically, why that's why I say in my local area because basically a lot of them, like a lot of it is Indian population or like, you know, like just general like South Asian population. Yeah. And they just don't seem to understand the concept because obviously there's a lack of education. And honestly, it's like one of the most infuriating things. Like I'll try to maintain my distance, mask on everything, but... I, I also know that they're not fully at fault, but there's a level of ignorance yeah. that you can only have, like, that I won't, that I, I hold everyone accountable to, you know, like, there's a level there is. But I understand to an extent why you're like this, but come on, like, you, you your family members are dying. You're not telling, like, there were cases where basically they had, people had family members dying and they chose not to tell the ambulance that picked yeah. them up um, at home that they, they thought they had COVID, but they didn't get tested or something. I was just like, I was like, like, what are you, like, what is this? I really can't. Remember. You know how they say that if slaughter if slaughterhouses had glass walls, more people would be vegetarian. If these hospitals had glass walls, people would not leave their houses. Like I think to this day, because uh, so ventilators make a certain noise every minute just to confirm that they're working. It's just a beeping noise. So when you're in a COVID ward, I was actually in the in the COVID ICU. So there's like 15 monitors just going off for six hours. You just hear like. So anytime I go inside an ICU now and I hear those ventilators, I'm a little terrified. I'm like, oh shit, it's that again. So I think if people people could see what these ICU wards look like, they would put their mask on. Yeah, we usually at least see like some of the worst stuff. Like I, I saw some like government hospitals had like really poor cases of hygiene as well around it and couldn't even yeah. do anything about it, obviously. No, obviously not by their own fault. It's just like they just didn't have Two, any support whatsoever. It's, it's 1.2 billion people. It's it's very tough to manage. I think it would we there were so many patients that I remember at one point one of the the workers at the hospital would just I was at one patient's bed and he came to me he tapped on my shoulder and he's like ma'am ma'am uh, someone's dead over there can you check that out and then we would have bodies just lined up in the hallways waiting for someone to pick them up and like dispose them away. Did that like during the height of that at any point did that kind of make you? reconsider like do i really want to do this or did it do the opposite if anything like i can need to like help out it did the like, it did up. the opposite yeah it did the opposite i was like if this is if if me being here six hours a day makes this much of a difference what could i do in a lifetime yeah no that's that's good that's awesome and you've probably been here dead well at least for the current foreseeable future you've probably been there for the worst of it yeah i hope so fingers crossed Fingers crossed. I I don't want to see this happening again. What's it looking like now in India compared to where it was six months ago? So we ago, had we months. had one of our biggest peaks in like August where we had like sixty k, seventy k. I think it even went up to that per day cases, and then it went down. And then December, January, and then this is very very irresponsible. But in March we had a cricket match with a full stadium. We had like two to three cricket matches, and after that, it's it's not been good. And there was there was elections as well. So what the government did is just during the elections, they loosened up the rules a bit because they're like it's not as bad. And because of that, I think we're going on a second wave. Yeah, they had different. They they didn't have the same restrictions kick in. From what I could see on the news, it wasn't like 
it was taken too heavily early on. Yeah. Least, so they had a massive first wave. Mm. Like we we think we had a massive first wave, but they had it way worse than us. Yeah, your December lockdown was our March, April, May. Right. And then they ease the lockdown, and then that's when our first wave happened. And more about the like vaccination program. That has started. It started in January, and I think now we're at the forty um, to fifty years. They're they're vaccinating those who are between forty to fifty. Everyone else has been covered. You said our December lockdown. Do you mean our first lockdown or second lockdown? Because our first lockdown was in March. Oh, that wasn't really a lockdown. Was it? Was it a, a big lockdown? To be honest, we haven't had a lockdown like the one you described India had. Yeah. 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 Like ours has still been like you can probably quite easily go out and do stuff with your friends without getting caught. You can go to a park. We couldn't even do that. Like we were not allowed on the streets. Oh yeah, that's now the the first one. I think we couldn't even go to a park. Like we were actually yeah, but like, you oh. could. Like there there wasn't like police you could, on the street but or like, anything like that. Yeah. Here you get fined if you're in a car with more than one person, and if you're not wearing a mask while driving. You're going to get stopped and you have to pay a thousand rupees. Yeah, I would love to see people getting fined here. I was like, yeah, you get fucking served. But like, I've seen that they've been quite kind of the fine. People who've been fined at least for driving six miles or so, like they just like pardoned the fine or whatever. Oh. And I'm just like, I'm like, please just find these little fuckers. <laughs> There's no excuse for you to be going out. So this exam that you're doing, that's mm -hmm. to become a doctor over in America. Yeah. Have you had experience like working as a doctor in America or somewhere other than India? I guess I've seen it through family physicians and stuff. I've gone with them and then they've shown me around and not a lot of experience because I just became certified. So yeah, no, I was just, I was just going to see if there's like a big difference in working in the two, two different countries. There is, there is for sure. I'm sure there's, there's the whole paper versus on computer difference. Then which now private hospitals here probably have, but I've only been in the government hospitals here. Okay, so what, you, you're working, so it's not very, like, techie? No, no, it's not techie at all, no. It's free for everybody, it's, it's a bit dirty, we have patients from, like, lower so socioeconomic classes. It's very different in practice. They're not, they can barely understand normal Gujarati. Hmm. So for them to understand, like a, like, a disease is very different. Yeah. What what does like I don't know if you can even like if this would be easy to explain, but what's a, a standard I know the last year has not been standard, but like what would what's like an average day in the life of a doctor like look like? I think it depends on the shifts you're in and the department you're in. If you're in the night shift, it can either get hectic or it can be very quiet. You know, you go in the morning, you either see patients on an outpatient basis, which is just like you're sitting, they come, they're like, I have a cough, you write down the medications, then they go home. That's one aspect. Another is, oh, okay, you're actually very sick, you're gonna have to get admitted. So you go to wards, you have rounds in wards where you just, you know, make sure all the patients are doing okay, monitor their medications, if you think there's any changes needed, that's all of that. And then the fancy stuff is getting to go into surgery, getting to like do deliveries by yourself, tending to emergency cases, like trauma cases. It, it's, I, I don't think I can ever plan out a day. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen when I go. What is like the working hours? Uh, so for the government hospital, we've had either an eight to two shift, a two to eight shift, or an eight to eight shift, like an 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. shift. And then six, six hours, and then a nine to five sometimes if you're just an outpatient. Right. So it's not fixed. Okay. I was going to say, are you looking to become like, so right now you're a doctor, but you can still do surgery. Are you looking to become a surgeon, something like more specific, or are you just planning to stay as a I think I want to go into pediatrics. Clearly, if I'm making a cricket team, I should know <laughs> my kids very well. <laughs> no, but I, I think children are like, they're basically the future of society. So taking care of them, and, and I think it personally gives me a great amount of job satisfaction when you see like a kid who's been sick and then he's okay and he's just like running around and I, I, you know, makes the job worthwhile. Yeah. I guess you can also show them more equality and also continue to do the impact you said you would yeah. about the education. Yeah. I think. I think so. And even like educate, I guess, younger boys as well, because they may only have assumed that it's only going to be male doctors. Yeah, that's true. Especially growing up in India. Yeah.
when did you kind of decide you wanted to become a doctor or when did you first start like getting a kind of, oh, this could be something I want to want to do? I think as a child, my friends have always told me I've been the mother of the group. I'm always the one who's watching out for everybody, taking care of everyone. In the smallest way, I, smallest ways, I'll be like, oh, did you get your water bottle? Or did you finish this? Did you finish that? So I think that part of me, I think just, I was like, how can I do this more? And not just for the people around me, for everybody around me. And I think a doctor is the closest way for me to be able to do that. Because taking care of someone's health is, is very personal. Yeah. And it differs from person to person. It's not just like one care, one type of care that you give for everybody. It's different in different ways. I've received so many doctor jokes from like all my white friends. It'd be like, are you going to become a doctor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I think Russell Peters had a segment where he talked about female doctors and he's like, uh, male doctors, you know, they've probably just been forced by their parents to become a doctor. But for Indian parents, they're, they're, the parents go to her and they're like, why do you want to be a doctor when you can just marry one? Okay. So then he's like, I'm going to go to a female doctor because she actually wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. On the, on the COVID stuff in India, I hope it, it, does it look promising at the moment or you said it's going to go into a second lockdown? I don't know, with the vaccine stuff, it's like because of the vaccine, it might be looking promising. But as you said, you're just going into a second lockdown so and nobody seems to be listening. So. Yeah. Uh, no pandemic in the history of any pandemics we've had has finished in a year, year and a half. The average has been three to five years. So I know COVID's not going anywhere. Well, they but did say it's, it's going to be around, like it's always going to yeah, yeah. be around, but just more tree, like a flu kind of thing. Yeah, that's the whole point of the vaccine. Yeah. It's not to get rid of COVID. It's to turn it from a pandemic into an endemic, which means just so that we have less severe cases. If you're vaccinated and then you get COVID, it's going to be a flu. You're just going to have a cough. You're going to be at home. You're going to be fine. But it's just to stop from all these people dying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully it improves soon. When are you guys getting the vaccine? I have no idea at the moment. I <laughs> the, short, the potential shortages in stock and then all the uncertainty around the AstraZeneca one is Ooh. causing a lot of chaos, I see. Yeah. But I saw this morning, I think, or last night, there were 5 million people with second doses already in the UK. So, oh. And I'm, we're still waiting for our first ones, I believe. Believe me, we're both waiting for first ones. I've tried to be in touch, saying, look, if you have spare fives, the ones at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you know the ones where my parents got vaccinated? I was like, just call, I'll literally turn up in 30 minutes. Like, Wait, so you wouldn't take the AstraZeneca? No, no, but like the Pfizer one was closer, anyways. I tried to book myself in for AstraZeneca, anyways, but like basically it's just not happening the website crashed when they had like a mass vaccination option a bit further out and i was like yeah fuck it um whatever and i think here yeah, based on before the astrazeneca blood clot stuff well alleged blood clot stuff happened i was all i already wanted the Pfizer one because i thought like i think it was 96 percent effective after two doses and astrazeneca was like just a bit less but i just thought the Pfizer one would be better but like that's obviously based on my limited science knowledge mm-hmm. limited but I think enough to get by, but I wouldn't mind having the AstraZeneca one anyways. Like that doesn't bother me. Like just get me vaccinated so I can get back to love the attitude. Normal life. Love the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just like I'll just wait for it whenever. Whenever I get, I'll get. It. Like I think I think it'll probably be in July or something. Probably June, July. Yeah, which isn't awful. One of the reasons I didn't go out with my friends to Central the other day was because I didn't want to be in the vicinity of that many people. Like I can meet up with them in a park. I'm fine to do that, but going into central to go into a park or something that was one of the reasons i was like there's no way i could currently hack thinking about that so that's not happening but yeah i was like yeah let's just not let me just not do this one i'll take a nap during the day because i only had three hours of sleep from the previous night but i'll catch up soon enough anyways yeah and hopefully let's just see what happens in it because currently i'm not sure what's going to happen i'm not sure if the uk is just going to be fully stupid and not enough people with vaccines are just going to go being stupid so i just want to see what happens and ideally get vaccinated at least the first dose yeah until then you have your mask and your bottle of sanitizer so those are those are very helpful too you heard that you heard that from a doctor first oh, right next to me <laughs> <laughs> i had i had sanitizer on me long before covid and people used to think i was like some sort of hygiene freak i, I am probably but 
you just now now look at now look at the world who's laughing now uh-huh. <laughs> oh you haters bro <laughs> <laughs> now i see everyone covering up uh, yeah. tread setter that's what i'm saying david you said it tread setter uh, <laughs> also running out of time now so i guess we'll start to to wrap up the episode how we do it is we end it with some like final questions a call out and then a shout out so final questions we we'll go for the first one and that is if you had the chance to make a documentary, what would it be about? Okay. So my first answer was going to be about like the ocean and stuff, but seeing that sea spiracy has <laughs> already come out. So I'm going to divert to a less, I think, serious topic. I love conspiracies. 9-11 conspiracy, the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> conspiracy. I, I, all of that stuff is just so interesting. What about the uh, COVID conspiracy? You know? microchips and all that (laughs) yeah okay the microchips sure why not the covid conspiracy but how it started i think that's that's a great one too i used to watch a lot of shane dawson before he used to have a lot of conspiracies and stuff so i think before he got cancelled yeah he got cancelled but that's why i said used to emphasis on the used to (laughs) but yeah i think just about all these conspiracies like pick like two three really really good ones and like deepen them yeah awesome any any particular ones? Yeah, like what's your favorite conspiracy? <laughs> Ooh, the Illuminati. I want to know so much about the <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> what is the secret society that Kanye and Taylor are a part of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second question is: In a film about your life, who would you want to play or be the actress of yourself? Um. Okay. So I have um, three reasons for it, and let's see if you can guess the actress based on my reasons. Wait, is it? Is it a Bollywood actress or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bollywood, Bollywood. I'd want an Indian playing me. No, no, you, you know her. Um, first of all, I think she's beautiful. Okay. Second. Oh, that, that narrows it down. That does, that does. Second, I think she also has a similar raspy voice kind of thing. Third is I like how she balances her life between America and India as well. Priyanka Chopra. 100%, yes. The one... Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah. banged it. Come on. I was thinking. That, I was thinking. I was thinking. Jonas Brothers. I was like, Jonas Brothers. Yeah, Jonas? yeah. And who doesn't want a Jonas Brother? Come on. She's huge in Bollywood. Like she goes back to like two thousands. She was in there. She was. She's in movies with like Shah Rukh Khan. She's still doing movies, and she does a lot of other things except movies. She's like a part of UNICEF, and like she believes that you know girls should be educated, and like she does a lot of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I think she should be fit to play. Cool, yeah. Third third question, third or final question. This is a question we ask every guest. And that is, what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? And this could be fifth wheeling, seventh wheel. Okay, so this is definitely third wheeling. Um, it was between, it was, it was for my brother and his, at the time, girlfriend, who is now his wife, has been for the past 10 years. And I third wheeled the proposal. <laughs> okay, okay, break that down. <laughs> um, so my brother... Were you the ring bearer? Like, what was this? No. So I'm I, I'm pretty sure my brother just did this to keep me around. I was the photographer for the proposal, and what it was is they uh, this was back in North Carolina. They've gone to the same you know college, and they so North Carolina and all of Raleigh is just very close and familiar to them. So he made a treasure hunt throughout Raleigh at like their favorite Starbucks or their favorite um, Indo Chinese restaurant, and it ended at like a park that they both used to go to, just like talk shit out or you know. And he comes to me the night before and he's like, uh, can you be my photographer? So I don't know if he forgot to hire one or if he actually wanted me around. But throughout the day, she, I was just sitting in the backseat of the car, just taking pictures and anything that they would do, I would just be taking pictures. And I mean, they'd have to feed me on the side as well. <laughs> and I remember after the proposal ended, they were like, oh, thank you for doing this. What do you want? And I was like, I want you guys to take pictures of me now because I've done this for you all day. <laughs> So after their whole ring part ended, I gave them the camera and I was like, all right, my turn. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. It was okay. I mean, look at them now. They're married. Yeah. yeah. Worked out. Worked out. You're a part of that. So yeah, 100%. Photo credits on that. The next section is a call out slash nomination. So you can choose basically one or many people to hopefully be a guest on the, in the future. I think I'm going to give a shout out to Panini. She's one of some kids friends. Uh, my friend now, I've claimed her. She always takes my side. She is just so much fun. She's obsessed with TikToks. So she's jumped onto that bandwagon. And she's recently started her own business called Chai Cart, where she makes these like chai bombs. 
in like different shapes. And she's, I think she's starting off with like different um, flavors. And I think it's really, really cool. She also just goes through life with a really positive attitude. And I love that about her. I think I definitely want to call her out for the next episode yeah awesome I, f- I feel like I've, i'm looking at her instagram now and i feel like i've seen it it's like someone shared it on instagram before yeah. that i've seen yeah awesome yeah we'll uh we'll tag her when we release your episode cool and last bit is a shout out so basically anything you want to just like give a plug you might have already done so not sure yeah yeah i think i'll just add add another shout out to and pause <laughs> um <laughs> my boyfriend Samkit, started a business in the middle of the pandemic. Well, it started right before the pandemic. And I hope, you know, COVID goes away and we can start it back up. It's it's basically corporate massages because I agree with it. More we need to pay more attention to how people are at work. It affects their mental health. It also affects their physical health. And I think taking care of that will drastically decrease the probability of like, you know, chronic problems in our generation, like back aches, diabetes. All of that can drop down if you're just a little more conscious at work. Yep. Awesome. And Hamish? Yeah, I was just going to shout out an album I've had on loop recently called Hoodie Season by A Boogie With The Hoodie. If you don't really know the artist, it's a great artist and that's probably one of his best pieces of work. So go check it out. Cool. I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, Sam Kit and his episode. Uh, his episode on the third wheel. So that's episode 53. If a... Uh, if you liked what you heard earlier in the episode when Sam Kit was on, go listen to his uh, <laughs> go listen to his episode. Talked about Ampors, um, if you're interested in that as well, and yeah, various other stuff. So go listen to that if if you're interested. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, uh, Hatanshi, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Nice meeting you as well. And yeah, hope everyone else enjoyed the episode. And I guess we'll just speak to you next week. All right, see you guys. Have a good day. Bye. Studios, my second home. That's why I have it in my bedroom. I really do this all on my own. The shark quarry and my brother home. He was here from the day one. And not gonna lie, he's a real.